I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, and then all was well, and then a meteor hit, and it actually kind of just threw things out of whack. So that's, <laughs> the AI had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Boys here, establishing our new tribe after the down- downfall of mankind. I am all mother Peter O'Donohue, and I am joined by all stepsister James Miller, all uh, stuck in a dryer Ethan Palmer. There we go. <laughs> uh, so- <laughs> Don't set the tumble dry. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know how someone gets stuck in a dryer. What do you mean? Is, is there, it in the is, dust? Is it in the dust vent or like in the rotating chamber? In the rotating chamber, you stick your whole head in it to get the clothes out. I think it's uh, in the interdimensional portal where all your second socks come, like go missing. Yeah, whenever go right. Missing. Yeah. Yeah. right. Do you guys? Do you guys think? And this is something that I've always thought. I think that a sock starts to come undone in the dryer, and once it does that, it just completely un like turns to lint. That's like my theory <laughs> on what happens to socks. Oh. Like, like when you have a ha- you have a hangnail and you just unravel all the skin down your entire yeah. knuckle like exactly. if you like pull it out exactly <laughs> like that, you're peeling an orange yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean yes yeah yeah the uh, spiral 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 tangerine skin is the easiest way to get it off those tiny oranges you just take the whole thing off like a spring and yeah. then you're good yeah my right. dryer lint is always so much because I have a dog that sheds so much like it yeah. when I, it like puffs out as soon as i take it out like it's too much for the little thing yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. You, your dog sheds a lot <laughs> yeah. yeah so today's request comes at us hot from a guy we banned off discord thomas the dank engine and sweet sexy patron bray uh and as you can see by the title we're doing horizon zero dawn baby did we ban so- somebody recently off discord we don't have to get into this but no, I mean, we did it once, and he had requested it a long time ago for to do Horizon Zero Dawn. And, uh, I mean, honestly, uh, Broken Clock's right twice a day, so I thought it was a good request, and then it got backed up by two other guys as well. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, of the under 10 games on PS4 that I've actually played, the only one that I've enjoyed completely has been Horizon Zero Dawn. I fucking love it. It pissed me off a lot that it came out on Steam and GOG, uh, because it kind of made my PS4 a complete fucking waste. Even though, like, I had money to spare at the time, it was just like, cool. I mean, uh, so many people got upset when it came out on PC, and I was very happy because I don't own any PlayStation products, and I was like, yeah, I want, I want to play that, so I bought it recently. But also, like, I still really want to play God of War, and I still really want to play The Last of Us Two, and I can't play either of those games. So, like, fucking <laughs> cry me some some lube, fucking gamers, Jesus. Yeah, let me play know. a game. It, let me play a game, <laughs> Peter. It, it is so fucking stupid when it comes out like years later and people get all fucking butthurt about it. Because like for me, the reason, the only reason, like I know now that I don't need a PS4 is because I've played multiple PlayStation games and not really enjoyed a ton of them, except for Horizon, which kicks like all the ass on the planet. Mm. But now that it's on fucking PC and my PC is obviously stronger than a PlayStation, I was like, 
what would I have wasted that four dollars on otherwise? Probably like probably probably like eighty beers, but whatever. No, <laughs> no, I I don't play on the go, dog. I can't even get through an hour long podcast anymore. Uh, like I just don't have any travel time. Like what? I'm just gonna lie on the floor and play my PC games at thirty frames per second. <laughs> like, I I don't know, dude. I love the portable stuff. Like I ever since I was a kid playing like Game Boy in my bed or whatever. Like I love having something where I don't have to be at a desk to play. Where I can just Jamie's play. a big pillow fort and poop on the toilet kind of guy. Yes, uh, exactly. Where I, I like to get mine all out in like one flex. Uh, and then I don't have I have down pillows, so they make a poor support beams for a pillow fort. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not on the toilet long enough to enjoy mobile games like I'm I, I like chess puzzles or just like simple word puzzles if I'm sitting down because it's just like you bang a couple out in the, you know, 45 seconds that I'm there and I just like, yeah, yeah, get one or yeah. two done. I'm a fast pooper. Yeah, I, I don't do much gaming on the toilet, but anyways. Yeah, anyway, I, I yeah, I don't I don't do any. I'm, I'm like kind of with Peter where I don't do any mobile gaming like at all i don't i d- also don't know why i did like game boy as a kid i love i still love fire emblem but there's just something about like being in, in like in public transit or something like that where like i feel like i can never get comfortable enough to game <laughs> as stupid as that yeah. sounds where i'm just like i uh, like you i would really want to be like wrapped up and cozy which like yeah. if i'm wrapped up and cozy i'm at home and i'm probably sitting on my couch so i'm just gonna put it on the <laughs> tv you know yeah, I beat the Mantis Lords in Hollow Knight in a shoulder-to-shoulder packed Metro ride. <laughs> <laughs> Just like getting your fight. sweat all over the two people next to you. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if those people were entertained. You get uh, every once in a while, you get like a little kid who pulls up next to you, and he's yeah. like obviously watching. And I'll lean the screen over, yeah. like, yeah, check it out, dude. That's good. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, big brother energy. I will yeah. say, I'm pretty unabashed. I will watch somebody's screen. if they're playing a game. I will just sit there and, look, and stare at their screen. I don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm listening to a podcast. You're playing a video game. I'm just gonna like have my eyes do something while my ears do something else. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I disassociate and wake up at work, essentially. <laughs> or you disassociate for eight more hours. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I wish, huh? So, Horizon was developed by Guerrilla Games, uh, the same people who made Killzone, Killzone, which we have already covered. Exactly. Hellgast, Hellgast and Bernstein. By the way, uh, I've played this game a lot. Like, I, I platinumed it on PS4, and I don't even own it. I borrowed it, and I platinumed it in, like, a week. I just got, like, so, so into so it, and I love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys your experience, but Ethan, you've already said you you just bought it, but have not played it, correct? Yeah, I bought it several months ago because I uh, was playing Mass Effect, the Mass Effect series, um, and I knew yeah. I was moving, and I knew my internet was uncertain while I moved. Uh, so I was like, I need games to play offline because EA are shitbags, and Mass Effect, yep. although an offline-only game, uh, you can't play offline. You need to sign into EA Origin. So I was like, I know I need to buy some offline games. So I bought Cyberpunk and I bought um, Horizon Zero Dawn. I ended up starting with Cyberpunk. So I've been kind of just like slowly getting through that. Although now I own Mario Odyssey. So I've been slowly getting through that as well. Uh, I'll yeah. get to Horizon eventually. It's, it's sitting in my Steam backlog right now. There you go. It's very, very good. I have not platinumed it. Uh, I fucking love it. But I, I finished the base game, uh, which is excellent. And then I'm on the DLC. Uh, at first, I was just like, because again, I don't really play my PlayStation. I was like, God damn, I guess I'll just never fucking finish that. But after writing this script, I was just like, no, 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 Peter. Just like sit down, put the 10 remaining hours into this over the course of the next couple days and just do it. Because a lot of the shit I read today was like, oh, yeah, that is really cool. The, yeah. the game is still the, the game is as good as I remember, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so Horizon takes place in the United States of America. 
Um, the game kicks off around 3023, uh, but there is a time jump in the intro, that, so the rest of the game takes place mainly in 3040. Okay. Um, the game is set in the post-post-apocalypse, which I believe is what the genre is, where the world as we know it is long gone, but it's been so long that it's been reclaimed by nature and people um, that, like, take what was left behind and have, like, rebuild uh, kind of very simple societies ranging from small hunter-gatherer tribes all the way up to something kind of comparable to ancient Egypt. Um, you've got, like, the Temple of the Sun King, which is probably the biggest city in the game, I believe. I don't remember what the city's called exactly, but that's kind of Meridian. like... Meridian. I think it's Meridian. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, the king the king there is a sun king, and that's like kind of like ancient Egypt. You've got like stone bazaars and tents wouldn't, and whatnot. If they have a sun king, wouldn't it be more like, I don't know, 16th century France? Uh, it's like set in like a very <laughs> Egypty place, I guess. Did, okay. did, did France worship the sun? No, they had Louis XIV was known as the sun king. Uh, it's a bit of real world lore for you guys. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. And his, uh, his, not his son, but his son's son was beheaded at the Bastille. Oh, really? Yeah. During the revolution? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, Maybe Louis, we should just do France instead. Louis, Louis XVI was married to Marie Antoinette, who famously said... Uh, let them eat cake. Yeah. Let the meat cake? Let the, let yeah. the meat cake. <laughs> yeah, she, invent, she invented heavy metal, so she just like came on stage, and after a sick breakdown, was just like, let the meat cake! And then like <laughs> windmilled her giant beehive wig. <laughs> Uh, Louis XIV, the Sun King, popularized wigs uh, because oh. syphilis was rampant at the time, and one of the symptoms of syphilis is you go bald. So Louis the King, Louis the Fourteenth, probably had syphilis, was going bald, and just had a bunch of expensive wig makers make him wigs uh, and popularized wigs so, up to so now. So he could give other people. Yeah, the re- the reason bald people wear wigs now is probably because of Louis the Fourteenth made it popular at the time, uh, hiding your shame of being bald because he had syphilis. Oh, uh-huh. instead of just like. Being a guy and your testosterone killing your hair or whatever exactly, the fuck. Yeah. Being too manly for hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what causes it, but I had heard somewhere that it's just like, yeah, when you get older, your testosterone like gets fucked up and kills your hair for some reason. I was like, yeah. whatever, fine. I heard higher. That's why I drink people. soy milk is to keep this up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, higher T people, I think, do have more balding issues, which yeah. is why I will always have hair. But I drink soy I will milk. Say, to be happily at the bottom of that, yeah. Yeah, I mean you're great. for her eye, for her eyes in like you can picture like these cool mechanical ruins just like covered in uh, a new layer of grass. So like every once in a while you can like look down a hole and see like these all these mechanical stuff like of a yeah. an age long past, and it's basically magic to to these people because they don't they don't know technology anymore. It was like a reset, and I will explain yeah. why they don't know what's going on as well. Um, so you've got humans with their kind of. Uh, I guess, like, that's kind of antiquity. It's, it's, is it before the Bronze Age with, like, uh, Egyptian society, like, the peak of it? Yeah, Bronze Age would be, like, Greece, probably. Yeah, so, so a kind there, of if, there was an overlap with Egypt because Egypt ran, like, the Egyptian civilization ran for 5,000 years or whatever. Uh, like yeah. An insane, an unimaginable length of time to modern yeah. day lens, but uh, they were for sure, like, Stone Age into Bronze Age, probably. Okay, yeah, so it's kind of that level of technology. Um, at the top of the food chain, however, uh, in Horizon are things that are probably not edible at all. They're not really part of the food chain, really. Uh, the Earth is now populated by various, I would say, in quotes, species, uh, although I guess you could call them like models of beast-like machines, uh, which they're pretty much the most iconic things from the game. 
Um, they are. You can tell that it's from Gorilla because if you look at a lot of the sci-fi technology in um, Horizon, no. it looks copy-pasted in some cases just from Killzone Three. Killzone. Like the same artists were, are obviously still employed at the company. Um, and I remember watching the NoClip documentary yeah. uh, where they explain like, yeah, someone just created a mechanical T-Rex, and we decided to just build an entire Make a game, game about it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, what's amazing about that is that it turned out to be such a good game, especially narratively speaking. And again, I haven't played it, but just having heard you guys talk about it so much, because uh, I avoid, yeah. I avoid people who like streamers that I like. They're like, I'm playing Horizon. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna watch you play because I want yeah. it to be like an experience. I've seen Jamie play maybe like 15 minutes, um, but it, it sounds like a very narrative-driven game, which is like amazing that they could yeah. come up with just like. It's the sign of a, a good company and good writers that you can come up with like a really obscure concept art and just build a game around that, right? And yes, the pivot. what I really admire. The Sorry? pivot to the pivot to from playing like making an FPS game into like a third, third person, person story adventure yeah. game uh, with like complete shift in like from hell gas and all those boys to this like pretty lush world with like uh, old yeah. tribes and stuff. And they did yeah. such a good it blew me away. It was very, yeah, very it's it's like it's it's like truly a remarkable game. Um yeah. I'm not a big fan of open world games anymore these days. Uh but uh the side quest content in this game is just good enough to keep me going. However, uh the plot and the art direction really, really carried it for me because it was just like every time you like find a new thing it's just like oh my god this entire like hollowed out mansion uh, mountain is like a machine factory and you're just like but i'm still technically a cave girl walking through something that looks like it was built 12,000 years in our future yeah and it's yeah. Just, it's like this great artistic fusion of like tribal and sci-fi mm -hmm. all done yeah. all done really well and i love it it's just like yeah like how are we going to explain robot t-rex and here we go <laughs> the quest design too to me is really good because it starts off like your world is so small and yeah. your world gets bigger and bigger and they do a really good job of like incrementally making it bigger until you see the full picture and also like the quests i'm like being kind of like a person who's, who i get fomo like I, i'm worried about missing stuff those you're gonna see where the quests are you can hit all of it the progression through your weapons and items upgrading is like super intuitive you're not gonna miss anything but if you just continue playing the game you'll feel yourself grow and get through different stuff ah, yeah anyways i could yeah. gush about the game for hours uh, we will hours. we will that's yeah. the point of this episode yeah exactly <laughs> we, have, we have at least an hour to do it right yeah. <laughs> um so all these machines uh exhibit different programming or behaviors uh, and all of them have kind of goofy land before time esque names like a tall neck or a snap ma, uh, <laughs> because a lot of knowledge was lost. But uh, because of where the kind of game is set, all of the more tribal humans still speak English. So they, I guess, just assembled these words and to just to kind of like vaguely describe the machine that they're looking at. I've, yeah, I feel like this is something uh, that we that I've probably brought up on the show before too. But like when watching fantasy or sci-fi or whatever and people are speaking english it's it's not that they're speaking english a lot of the time it's just like a, hey we need a medium to deliver it to you people and people don't yeah. like subtitles so they put everything in english which is fine but like the suspension of disbelief is they're they're speaking their primitive tongue which is definitely like reborn from nothing and not english at all in any kind of sense of the word root but um well, that's actually not true in horizon they are just oh, straight yeah. up speaking english yeah 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 but not when, change at all i mean come on I mean, years? it has not it it hasn't changed at all for some reason, but like we'll we'll get into like the 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 res restoration of the earth. Okay, uh, 
Uh, not to cut you off again, but there's all these mechanical monsters and dragons and stuff. Not dragons, mostly dinosaurs. But there are like a few actual real animals, like chickens, pigs, uh, turkeys, and one other Boxes. one. Foxes. Yeah. And there's a hollow deck in the game that explains why that is. So it's yeah. canon why there's only four animals, which I think <laughs> is really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Noah, Noah got lazy, is all the hollow deck says. <laughs> <laughs> So many of the machines are based on dinosaurs and megafauna. Uh, megafauna is the catch-all term for ancient mammals and birds that predated uh, but did not outlast humanity. Uh, we did coexist with certain species of megafauna for a period of time, like woolly mammoths. The giant uh, sloth. Some species of saber-toothed cats. Yeah, big sloths. Um, if you guys, uh, if you guys I, want, if you guys want like a, a trip, look up giant sloth tunnels, and you'll see people standing in oh tunnels God. that giant yeah. sloths used to carve in South America, and it's wild. It's <laughs> yeah. scary. And a lot of the megafauna went extinct at the last uh, during at the end of the last ice age because a lot There's... of them were very much adapted for uh, a cold environment. And as the Earth started to warm up about like ten, eleven thousand years ago. A lot of them died out, including the mammoths, the rhinos, the and then the saber-toothed cats, as well as like some of the larger species of bear. Also, humanity was evolving around this time, and cavemen were turning into more complex tribal societies. And as we know, humanity is quite dangerous if you let us, you know, <laughs> get going. Yeah. So we kind of snowballed out of the Ice Age and took over. So a lot of these larger megafauna are extinct now. I was reading that there is like a couple megafauna left. Like there is one. I think it's your mom. (laughs) What's great about that joke? What's great about that joke is that Peter's mom is so fat, you know, (laughs) 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 having never met the woman and heard only lovely things about her, just in case you listen to the show. (laughs) I ever do meet her. She is not heavy at all. No, she's like she's like five five and I think like one hundred and thirty pounds. Little lady. Wow. Doxed. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Got her. Uh, so prior to the game itself, history progressed pretty much exactly like our own up until Christmas Eve twenty thirteen, which we all remember mm-hmm. uh, when Ted Farrow was born. So that's F A R O. Okay. Um. Now, it does stand to reason that in our own 2013, someone named Ted Farrow was also born somewhere. Uh, this means the timeline splitting here is Loreboy's canon, since there may be a real eight-year-old Ted Farrow out in the world right now. Maybe he's listening to this show because his parents aren't paying attention to it's, what he's doing with the iPad. Yeah, if, if, you're, na- if you're eight <laughs> years old and your name is Ted Farrow and you're listening to the show right now, go, go, up to your, go up to your parents, go up to your mom, and look at how fat she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got him got him got uh, that, that stupid eight-year-old, eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah <laughs> nah, from playing the game he deserves it yeah <laughs> on march 11th 2020 uh right before we all started working from home actually because uh, i started working from home on the 13th um elizabeth sobeck was born uh, and maybe her real-world counterpart's parents listen to this show right now, considering at this point she would be a year and a half old. Can we say that's the Loreboy's canon sequel to That's a Raven? That's so Beck? Uh, yes. <laughs> it, it, <it'll... laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you may, yes. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. Established. And it's, it's, so it's just a continuation of that show, where uh, Elizabeth Sobeck has... Was, was Raven psychic, but only sort of? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
So I She'd guess- get like a look in her eye, and then she would see like 30 minutes into the future, and then basically her trying to prevent the future would also would make her it. fall into the future. Yeah, would always right. Right. Right, right. So I yeah, think yeah. I think that we're we're actually saying this is canonically the sequel to Cory in the House, which was the sequel to That's So Raven, right? Was he not recently arrested? Yeah, he's <laughs> Cory right. in the big house now. Got him. <laughs> Very good. good. I had not heard this, but maybe. Yeah. What for, I don't know what it was. I ask? <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember. I just wow. remember that was like Peter. The, did the you even research this episode? Yeah. What the hell, dude? Like, <laughs> don't even yeah, know what so, uh, Corey in the house was arrested for. Elizabeth Sobeck <laughs> would eventually write Corey in the house, the sequel, <laughs> the sequel series, thus leading to the destruction of humanity. Gotcha. gotcha. I remember liking Elizabeth a lot and not liking Ted a lot. So that'll yeah. That's that's really what you're supposed to feel. Sort okay. of. I mean, there's some amoral things for both of them, but uh, we'll. Uh, well, I'm whoa, glad whoa. I'm glad we're gonna get get to meet these people because this was a thousand years before the games took place, and I said, "Well, these are just like we're just setting it up now." But yep, yeah, <laughs> exactly. In the actual game, there's a lot no of like, back and forth. Like it's it, you play from the perspective of Alloy discovering the deep, deep, deep past and the like figuring out yeah. how to fix yeah. the future. That's kind of the. I had to leave there. out a yeah. lot of the game because having Aloy as your POV character, she has her own personality but as far as discovering the world goes she might as well be a blank slate which yeah. works really fucking well so there is going to be a lot of shit missing here just because it's like i'm not going to do the entire plot of the game because arguably the entire plot of the game is just a lore boys episode explaining why yeah. alloy is there in the first place yeah. don't want to ruin that sense of wonder that what's part of what makes yeah. the game so good is like finding that next step and that next step so yeah, yeah. and it's just because it, it like you were saying the way the world kind of opens up is wild as well yeah. they they, yeah. they they did such a good job anyway it, it's what's put um, me off for so long from doing a dune episode which i'll do someday which is just yeah. like uh it was the sense of wonder i had when i was reading the first book but i haven't seen the movie so i'd love to watch the movie and then actually do a proper episode or the original yeah. movie the second one's coming out october 1st on jamie's birthday i believe yeah. hell yeah dude uh we'll show up to your party afterwards jamie uh, <laughs> ethan and i got shit got some shit to do yeah. first <laughs> uh so um, Ted Farrow's life proceeded very much like any idiot who would give a TED talk, uh, no pun intended, where he <coughs> enrolled to UCLA and dropped out after two years to found Farrow Automated Solutions, or FAS, in 2033. Uh, didn't realize I would be covering that year so much recently, but okay. <laughs> so, like, like a lot of motivational speakers or whatever, he would probably just get up there and tell you to drop out of university and for, like and make your own company sort of shit. So what, that's what you're gonna want to do is buy a turtleneck and a blazer, okay? Yeah. What you, what you got going on down bottom? Jeans, baby, all denim. Yeah. Yep. All denim. Yeah. Then what you want to do is borrow three hundred thousand dollars from your parents. Yeah. yeah. And then you know what? You're a businessman. Yeah. The road to success is paved with hard work and a generous loan of $3 million from your parents who own an apartheid-era emerald mine in South Africa. Okay? It's, <laughs> it's easy. Anybody can do it. Pull yourself he, uh, up by your bootstraps. <laughs> he has uh, a lot. I didn't write it in because I felt it was too obvious. Uh, Ted Farrow and Elon Musk have a lot in common. I mean, from like, yeah. From like a crossover tech billionaire super villain standpoint um <laughs> it's like it's so strange how elon musk has so much in common with so many of these fictional tech billionaires these sci-fi these sci-fi <laughs> super billionaires <laughs> super villain tech billionaires yeah. yeah so he founds fas in, in 2033 
Uh, FAS struggled for the first few years uh, of the 2030s, but eventually found success with their lines of servitor and bodyguard robots, um, as well as their mobile device, which is called the Focus, which kind of looks like a fancy Bluetooth earpiece. Um, nothing is cooler than looking like a taxi driver from 2007, <laughs> mm-hmm. obviously. Clear. It's like a um, Dragon Ball Z scanner, kind of. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. It, it you you get one in game. Aloy uses it. It's your detective vision, basically. It's yeah. just like it's it's a Bluetooth scanner that can uh, highlight interactables in the unit yeah. in the in the environment. So like, if you're ever confused at home, you can hit your focus and uh, see the things around your house that are able to be picked up. I like, this is, <laughs> is, is a pitch for that. But nobody else has one really until you like until like oh, much later in the game, I guess, where you, it's just one person who has it. I, lo- yeah. I love, I love the, the I love the DBZ scanner reference. Thinking about like back in twenty the twenty thirty fives or twenty forties of the of the uh, timeline, where just a bunch of tech billionaires standing around with them, like, oh my god, his inheritance! It's over nine million. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, FAS really took off uh, during a multitude of environmental crises in the 2030s and 40s. Um, the Portuguese <laughs> Azores and New Zealand uh, would both be submerged into the ocean due to r- r- rising sea levels. I so, just, you know, you know, it's a you know it's a supervillain, much like modern day, when things are going so bad for the world, and it's just like they really thrived in this time. You know, like yeah. they, they really succeeded financially when the world was dying was, yeah. uh, is like a, a some, pretty good marker of, uh, some parallels to COVID there, right? Like, yeah, exactly. A bunch of oh, billionaires yeah. got real yeah, yeah. rich when all of us, oh, had to yeah. stay at all, home the, all the billionaires getting... got rich while, while people were evicted from their homes. So yeah. 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 Oh no, they got 90 more days, dude. They can totally make, I would say, I don't know what, five months back rent. Uh, in in ninety days, it took me like uh, three weeks to secure a loan from my parents who, a, who owned an apartheid era emerald mine <laughs> in that time. Like, come on, what are you doing? Well, uh, emeralds are a, a um, what, what was it? It's, a, it's an essential business. Is emeralds? Yeah, obviously. exactly. Emerald mining is an essential business. <laughs> All those guys already wear masks. It's <laughs> totally safe. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of them having like the industrial mask, but then the mask over it. Mask on top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just it's just for the cameras. It. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Portuguese Azores and New Zealand would sink into the ocean due to rising sea levels. Um, th- this is pretty cool. There's a holographic map that you can see in like the gameplay demo for Horizon 2, which just recently got delayed, that shows Florida is thankfully gone, uh, and then an inland sea has kind of poured into California. And one of the things I noticed, because I paused it when I was rewatching the trailer, I was like, oh, cool, maybe I'll add a little bit like, uh, like speculative lore boys fanfic on this one. And what's so fucking funny, I think it's either a... Probably it's probably an artistic oversight because no one gives a shit about Canada outside of Canada. Uh, Canada on that holographic map is there and is completely fine. It's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, Florida sank into the ocean. California is fucked up because those are two places in the U.S. that are full of people. Canada totally fine. Uh, I'll have you know the entire country is above sea level, so don't worry about global warming at all. <laughs> like, this is like literally untouched. Totally yeah. okay. <laughs> Uh, and then, so that, that's what I like. I didn't check the South American part there, but I thought it was pretty neat. I mean, um, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I don't want to get it. I was going to start getting into climate change, but let's not do it now. <laughs> uh, there, there's, there's enough. It's uh, bad. There's enough in this episode. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. Still bad. That's still bad. Even, 
Yeah, there's definitely a through line into humanity destroying itself uh, in both the game and our real yeah, life. Yeah, well, that's but, it. Yeah, because like, yeah, Canada, yeah. Canada won't be affected by rising sea levels, but there's going to be a, a lot of other problems <laughs> with with climate. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Pharaoh hired Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth uh, Sobek that we mm-hmm. mentioned earlier in 2040 after she completed her PhD in robotics and artificial intelligence design at the Carnegie Mellon University which is real it's in okay. Philadelphia I believe uh, he was impressed by her work on environmental or green robotics so he is very much one of those billionaires that's just like out to save the world man did she work Robotics, artificial intelligence design is Raid, like Raid Shadow Legends. Oh, which, shit. by the way, you can pick up on your phone right now. Yeah. And, and if take... you thought the graphics in Horizon were good, check out Raid Shadow Legends, because they're pretty much at the same console level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> type, type in promo cor- code LORBALLS and be disappointed when it does nothing. <laughs> what would be great is if in the future we ever do get sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends and we have to go back and stitch in a Raid Shadow Legends commercial to this episode would be fantastic. I have heard that they do not listen to your show uh, and pay up front. So I would totally take the Raid dollars and then just do <laughs> what, fucking one. We need more listeners like that, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pay up front. <laughs> so... Pharaoh and Sobek, the pair, uh, had hoped to use the, these green machines basically to clean up and detoxify the planet before things got worse for humanity in the 2040s. Uh, these machines were de- designed to collect, process, and transport material. Like a big fleet of aquatic machines, for example, that could swim around and process away Garbage Island and then just like bring it back uh, and, you know, get rid of it safely, basically. Sure. Um, this can be seen in game where the machines seem to be eating or grazing because you've got like some that look like deer or like cows or the, like the giant rhinoceros ones, basically, that are all kind of consuming material for some reason, which I will get into. But this is what they were designed to do is, is collect and process material. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, these, the machines would be one aspect of the clawback where governments and organizations began to quickly cooperate to clean up the planet and prevent a full environmental collapse, which frankly is the least believable thing in this game beyond robot Tyrannosaurus. (laughs) Um, one of the projects that Farrow secretly invested in was the, uh, was called Project Firebreak. Um, Firebreak successfully stabilized the volcano underneath Yellowstone National Park. Uh, as well as bringing picnic baskets back to Jellystone, which had gone extinct prior to this to okay. do environmental problems. That's great for oh the bears. God. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this was estimated to keep the volcano stable for 1,665 years. Don't know why they were so specific. However, at the time of the game's DLC, uh, the Firebreak project is still running under the watch of an, already, uh, an AI called Cyan, like the color. Listening to a video today and it terrified me. Apparently, Venus used to be like similar to Earth, yep. but like ten degrees hotter. But then, like somehow, they theorize all the volcanoes went off at once and put enough carbon dioxide into the air that it just turned into this like gassy, acidic, like Venus awful is, nightmare. Venus <laughs> really? is literally, it, yeah. if, if climate change goes unabated, we turn into Venus. That's like, yeah, we know that'll happen. Yeah. We've known that'll happen since the 1940s, <laughs> and we've done or if nothing <laughs> to stop it. <laughs> if something big enough hits us, like some meteor that somehow passed all of everything yeah. and gave enough force into the Earth and set off like a few of the volcanoes on the opposite side of the planet, that could do it too. Yep. Um, 
that I think happened. There's like the there's like the Great yeah. Dying is the largest extinction event in it's the, uh, it's Earth's the fastest. history. It's the fastest. It was something like ninety six percent of all life in the ocean yeah. was killed, and it was due to like uh, like a big chunk of what would become Russia like blew up and acidified yeah, yeah. the oceans so yeah what scares i thought like a nuclear nuclear holocaust or something like that that could happen or uh like a big old earthquake or there's a lot of stuff that could wipe us out i didn't think volcanoes was on the list but <laughs> it is too it, you know they've it, got a, they've it, got a higher body count than a lot of those other things i'll be yeah real, it, it, it yeah. really it really like uh peaked troughed and peaked you know what i mean it made a canyon because when i was in kindergarten i was convinced that volcanoes were uh, going to be a serious threat to my life. Much like quicksand, okay. I was convinced yeah. that, that volcanoes when I grew up would be a day-to-day problem for me. That <laughs> that really dipped, you know, as I got older. I was like, volcanoes, that never happens to anyone ever. And then yeah. uh, when you start learning about climate change, things like that, you're like, oh, no, volcanoes, very bad. Could be very bad. Very bad. Um, yeah, I mean, volcanoes, bad. I think that's. I think we can agree yeah. as, a, as a collective. And yeah. uh, there's literally nothing we can do to stop them because it is just the the mantle of the earth forcing its way up through the crust. Yeah, saying enough. Dude, enough. Fuck dieting. Fuck cutting down on drinking, dude. We're going out somehow. I'm just <laughs> I'm battling down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should drink more since I know the volcanoes will kill me one day. Yeah, because yeah. if they kill me halfway through, then that's like I, I just prevented myself from having fun for the first half of my life. You exactly. Know what I mean? like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's opportunity. Uh, so, we, he, <laughs> so uh, Project Firebreak did do some good. It was not just a vanity project. Uh, Yellowstone was developed into a massive green energy geothermal plant, which gave free green energy to all of North America, which again is very much like a thing that I just cannot believe would ever actually happen. Yeah, no, not real. You know, there'd still be people in Texas, like, fucking using diesel engines and stuff just because they had. (laughs) Get your damn soy powered green energy out my truck, okay? Like the last gas powered car on the road, like half as fast as all the other ones. (laughs) Twice as proud, though, brother. Oh, hell yeah, dude. (laughs) The park was closed off after they turned it into a power plant. Uh, and this led to some presumably excellent conspiracy theories that people on Facebook got way too into, like a fucking sex cult in Yellowstone that made the pronghorns gay <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so, turn the picnic all, baskets gay. All the picnics are so gay. <laughs> I could go for a gay picnic right now. That sounds nice. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that's that's a decent episode title Um, all of this gave pharaoh the nickname of the man who saved the world which isn't really super creative so it probably came from a newspaper or something yeah no um hg wells rose from the dead to give him this title the man who saved the the man who saved the world (laughs) when when hg wells wrote his biopic in 2080 (laughs) In 2048, uh, Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh wept as he looked out and saw that there was no more global warming to conquer. So he diversified <laughs> his portfolio and included military hardware. Hell yeah, Because maybe. maybe we weren't killing the planet anymore, but God willing, we were still killing each other. Yeah. And I was going to help. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty hot and cold resume, too. He's like this bloodthirsty hippie where he's just like, I need to save the world. And then just saw another opportunity that, like, well, obviously that wouldn't stop war. So now he wants to get into like the army after he got bored with rec- or he like cured recycling. I mean, basically. That, that's and now li- he's a warlord. That's literally the problem that we have right now, where 
baby boomers grew up in the Woodstock era, missed Woodstock, uh, you know, peace, love, and drugs, got to the 80s, cocaine was the drug when they were old enough to start businesses, did a bunch of cocaine, started businesses, and now we end up with the companies that we have today who just have yeah. no corporate responsibility or, or social responsibility or anything like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> did we, so the green energy, um, it, is that specified what the green energy is that we had at Yellowstone Park? Is that biomass? It's, it's geothermal. No, it's geothermal. It's, it's, my dad had one in his house. Uh, he sold that house now, but he had a geothermal pipe. It's in a big house, house to have Yellowstone Park in there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah. Yellow, well, the Yellowstone lived... supermassive volcano was located yeah. entirely in Pete's bedroom. Wow. Yeah. My dad lived above a volcano in rural Ontario. <laughs> <obviously>. <laughs> Didn't have to pay for heating, yeah. No, well, actually, it was really cool. The geothermal thing kind of maintained us at like 22 Celsius at all times. Yeah. So the he had central AC, but we barely used it. So you never had to buy oil, nothing like that. Yeah. There was like just like a, a, a really long tube of fluid then went straight down into the ground and it would maintain the temperature in the house. My university had it too. It was really yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 It's really, really cool. But it was geothermal in Yellowstone. So basically you just have a bunch of it's like infinite steam plants to give uh, energy to the North American continent. Cool. Um, so Elizabeth uh, or Elizabeth uh, was not pleased with the shift of uh, FAS to military hardware after they got Fair. bored with recycling. Fair. Uh, she resigned and founded her own robotics company called Miriam Technologies. Uh, Pharaoh's company did what the big business company would always do and basically just whipped frivolous lawsuits at her company's wall forever to see what would stick. Ah, the These are like longtime colleagues, too. Yeah. What a dick move, man. The, the, yeah, the, I know. The Disney approach, right? Uh, Pretty much. It's like, yeah. it's like if yeah. you had a real-life uh, tech billionaire uh, and you had, let's say, I don't know, for example, some people trying to save... Uh, a bunch of children trapped in a cave somewhere and that tech billionaire went on twitter to call the people trying to save those children a pedophile for no reason or based in nothing that's that's kind of yeah. like a, a strange example that you might imagine i didn't know that scenario. happened yeah elon yeah, musk would... elon musk called a there was he did he did he did didn't he help in the end no nope. no he, no he proposed he, he proposed me. building a submarine to navigate a cave uh the the head of the rescue operation said that is a dumb idea and Elon Musk clapped back with, "Well, you're a pedophile." So <laughs> that's the that's the reality. What a world we fucking live in, man. That's a uh, uh, that's that's a bit that is a paraphrase, but it's absolutely exactly what happened. <laughs> oh my god, that's a Lord Boys that's the Lord Boys episode about that entire fucking ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> um, the military line of machines would be called the Chariot Line. Uh, the three subclasses in the line were scarabs. Kopeshes and Horuses. Um, you do fight them in the game. They are the enemies, but they're now known as Corruptors, Deathbringers, and the Metal Devil, respectively. Yes, very, Well, I mean, the original names are very Ancient Egypt, and you guys were drawing lines to Ancient Egypt at the top of the show with the City Meridian. So I just wanted yes. to see if that's like a direct line that the City Meridian gets based on Ted Farrow's naming conventions of early machinery, or is just like a nice like parallel in the, in the narrative. I Ancient think Egypt and Greece are big naming devices in game, considering that Elizabeth Sobek's name is Sobek, which is an Egyptian god, and Ted Pharaoh's last name oh. is Pharaoh. Is that Greek? Pharaoh is the kings of Egypt. Oh, Pharaoh like that. I was thinking F A R O for what oh, it is. It is written that way, but phonetically it is still Pharaoh. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a fair point. It didn't even didn't even occur to me. 
Yeah, yeah. And also, um, the Egypt place is in the sand biome. So they gotta so that get helps, Egypt that there. Yeah, okay, that yeah, yeah Meridian is, is in the uh, is in the sand biome. There's like exactly. grass, then like snow, then sand, and like some other ones. So Just, I, I guess you said helps. you said Horus, Scarab, and what was the other one? Kopesh, which oh, I think Kopesh. are swords. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like so the hook all, sword, I think, is a Kopesh. Yeah, Kopesh. Uh, Horus is a god, I think. Yeah, Kopesh yeah. is one. the hook sword. Horus is god of the falcon-headed god. Horace is the son of Osiris and Isis. The they all look like robots, but but with guns. Yeah. Ooh, isn't that fun? Yeah. So yeah. these ones do not really look like animals um, because they were designed prior to uh, the end of the world. Uh, corruptors, which are the scarabs, they're large. They're about as tall as a telephone pole. They're not huge. Uh, they scuttle around on four legs, and they're armed with a whip-like tail and multiple guns. Uh, Deathbringers are also quadrupedal. However, they're pretty much just like this big kind of rectangular box covered in guns. Uh, that's <laughs> it's, just, it's it's wall-to-wall missiles. Like, yeah, it's just so yeah exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like in Final Fantasy VII when you fight just the wall that has a dragon head on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played that. I'll take your word for it. At one point, you just fight a wall. And yeah. it's, it's just got a, a one point early in, in the first disc, you fight a house. And I think yeah. at the end, of I knew the about sec- that. At the end of the second disc, you just fight just a wall. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, you fight like a that. fat man named Palmer, and then once you beat him, he runs away, and you think he's gonna run away, but then a bus comes, and he just gets hit by a fucking bus. <laughs> 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 uh, that finally, the metal devil. The metal devil just looks like a gigantic lobster the size of a mountain. Uh, that's the, the uh, that's the um, Horus. Uh, officially, okay. that w- that would be a fragile shark's mech if he was playing battle tech or mech warrior, excuse me. And these the crab were possible choices, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, the scarabs and kopeshes would kind of like swarm enemies, uh, the enemies of whoever was controlling them, of course. Uh, all the while, they'd be maintained by a Horus, and the Horus is kind of like a mobile factory where it would be able to repair and replace damaged units or just build new ones kind of on site. The Horus can still move. Uh, it moves around like a big... It looks like a sea scorpion, which is, might be a little abstract for people, but they're they're very, very ancient um, arthropods that like predate life on land. They were like the first apex predators on the planet. So That's it's like- a robot army that can self-reproduce and can self-repair yeah. and has a mind of its own. You might see where this is going. If you- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and piece. then all was well, and then a meteor hit, and it actually kind of just threw things out of whack. So that... <laughs> The AI had nothing to do with it. (laughs) Uh, Pharaoh wanted the machines to be able to learn, so he wanted them to learn tactics, Pornhub recommendations, pretty much anything like that. Sure, the Google Google algorithm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, He also wanted them to stay green, because Pharaoh still cared about the environment, despite the fact that he was building machines to kill people. (laughs) I mean, okay. Uh, the machines would use a process called biomatter conversion, which is what Jamie was talking about earlier, meaning they could consume and convert any kind of organic matter, plant, animal, alive, dead, and then convert it to energy and fuel. Uh, this is, again, which, the eating that for, I was talking about that the machines do in the game. For a killing machine, that is very green, right? Kill, kill a human, yeah. eat the human. Yeah. Empower yourself to kill the next human and eat him. That's infinite energy yeah. right there. It yep. is. 
Except, for, except the, for all these damn the, humans eating hamburger patties and destroying the environment to get their cows grown up, you know? That's the problem. I mean, if you just eat all the cows and all the organic material in the soil, and then the person, technically you can just get it all. You don't even need to turn the cow into a burger because that wastes time and thermal energy, if you think about it. Greenest, the cooking is a waste. Greenest possible outcome. Greenest possible yeah. outcome. Yeah. Is just to convert everything directly into energy, opposed to <laughs> cooking or harvesting or okay, so growing things. What we do is convert food into energy. Um, yeah, and the reason, or, or one of the reasons, why humans became uh, like exploded evolutionarily, like two hundred thousand years ago, is because we developed fire, which allowed us to cook. And what cooking does is reduce the calories needed to break down the calories in food. So we used to be, the return on food of eating raw meat is very low, but if you cook it, your body breaks it down very easily, but it has most of the calories anyway. So cooking it is actually more fuel efficient than not cooking it. But emissions-wise, cooking is worse. Yeah. These machines never need to worry about that because they can convert anything and everything biological just into fuel. And this, like I said, was the end. This is the kind of eating thing that a lot of the machines do in the game is they are converting biomass into energy. They just they just top uh, it up. They're just at the gas station. They're just they're just topping it, it off, you know? Yeah, exactly. They, they're, they're just grazing. They're just shredding all the grass. And that's what it is. In game, uh, they return the energy. They turn it into something called blaze. Uh, at least that's what it's referred to. And they bring it back to the machine factories, which are called cauldrons. So the machines are just still self-replicating in-game, and that's why they eat, in quotes, is to use the biomatter conversion to have fuel and resources for the factories to make more machines. And cauldrons, in the much, much later time when you play the game, are actually locations you can visit and have to fight certain enemies, and you get certain rewards from it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, What's a big problem with robots and AI? They get hacked, right? You don't want the fucking twitter bots to 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 troll your kill machines what i right? what i what i like about humans is that they're unswayable and they can never be hacked they you can never tell them a piece of information <laughs> true or otherwise and change their opinion on stuff you know like it's not like facebook could ever show a post and that would make somebody react a certain way people are going to exactly. act only the way that they would ever act normally that's that's machines my are immune to fake news i'll have you know <laughs> uh, and to further solidify their fake news defenses uh the machines were encrypted with a virtually unbreakable code called the polyphasic entangled waveform okay very sci-fi yeah i know it's it, horizon zero dawn is just a bunch of random sci-fi words uh, and the polyphasic entangled waveform again random sci-fi words like yeah. these guys were playing boggle when they were like, how do we explain the robot T-Rex, guys? And it's like, rattle, 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 rattle. Horizon Zero Dawn. Good. What? How does it think? Rattle, 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 rattle. Polyphasic entangled waveform. Boom. Good. Writer's room over. Do all the cocaine. Get the fuck out. <laughs> um, the, this made the machines completely impossible to shut down or control remotely by anyone except the guys who had paid for the CD key, basically. So you could not hack it unless you had the, the kill switch. Yeah. The kill switch, exactly. Yeah. That kept them safe and and kept the machines under control. Um, thankfully, military robots that can't be shut down are perfect. So the Hearts Timor Energy Combine uh, bought up a whole heap of these these machines. These the, throughout the Chariot line, they bought multiple of every model of the three. 
this was a collaboration between the East Timorese government. East Timor is a real country in north of Australia, I believe. And the Hearts Corporation, which is just an American energy corporation that was made for the fiction. But you can imagine it's basically any kind of energy corporation that maybe wanted to buy a military. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine what, <laughs> what that would be like. It's unimaginable. Yeah. In October 2064, the Hearts Timor chariots got a little aggressive with their biomatter conversion, uh, and a Horus was seen swimming around in the ocean just devouring dolphins. That's my favorite holodeck in the it's whole game. It's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they, they explain it to you, and then you're, like, really thinking, this is, like, the beginning before anything really goes wrong, and there's just, like, these robots just turning dolphins into a pink mist off the beach, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> people are like, well, I don't know if that's supposed to be happening, you know? I don't know if yeah. good. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm starting to think that that tech billionaire didn't have the world's best interests in mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very much one of those, just like, it's one of those, like, self-driving car runs down 12 pedestrians sort of thing that we're gonna hear about, I which mean, is very much what Jay was saying, just like, that's odd. I trust him, though. He's got... Yeah. He's, He's got some memeable tweets every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let him keep doing what he's doing. Oh my god, he smoked weed on the Joe Rogan experience. I mean, he's got to be a good guy. I mean, uh, let's let's see. It's if someone could find out how old Joe Rogan is now, find out how old he would be in 2064, please. <laughs> well, he's on the right supplement. He's on the right supplements. So. He's yeah, it, exactly. yeah. Alpha Alpha Brain will keep it going. I swear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Um. Yeah. So it was devouring dolphins, kind of. Uh way too aggressively going to get biomass to refuel it um, Dude, I, that holodeck like it rings with me like the most out of any of them it's the and only I, one i remember too because i was yeah. like jesus christ it's like such a good bad omen yeah <laughs> yeah jeez yeah uh the rest of the chariots uh under the that the heart the hearts timor uh corporation owned started to follow suit and began to kind of kill and consume everything around them, plant, animal, or human. They turned on their, like, compatriots, basically. Because you wouldn't have, like, an, an entirely robot army. You would have soldiers there as well. And the this group of robots kind of got a universal glitch at the same time and started to consume everything around them. Um, they would also use the converted biomass as fuel and as resources to build more machines. So the swarm of killer bot killer robots began to actively construct more killer robots and not just repair themselves and replace fallen killer robots they were using <laughs> they were using the uh the surplus uh and putting it to good use basically there you go yeah uh hearts timor sent out their shutdown codes uh, which didn't work uh prompting presumably the most desperate call to fas technical support that has yeah, yeah. ever been reported <laughs> for quality and training purposes uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wait, would Pharaoh... you like to schedule a callback? We have time slots available on Thursday, oh, four days from now. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, like, press, just mashing zero to get to an actual yeah, yeah. human being. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Elizabeth calling Todd, Todd Farrow or whatever the fuck his Ed. name is. <laughs> yeah, Ted Farrow and just being like, told you so. Yeah, I told you so. Yeah. Just like, uh, just like, what the fuck is going on out there, sir? I'm going to disconnect you because we don't tolerate verbal abuse to our tech support agents, okay? I hope yeah. you have a nice day. There will be a survey at the end of this call. Beep! <laughs> sound in the background, like, like the fucking dolphins yeah, getting yeah. fucking yeah. up and shit. Like, just getting fucking tossed into a blender, fucking. 
Pharaoh had told his engineers to upload. So, like, after the tech support call finally got through, they had, whatever, sent an escalation ticket or some shit. Um, and Pharaoh had told his engineers to upload a new service pack to the swarm, to the swarm in question, basically factory resetting them to just be like, I'll, I don't know, reset, reset it to loyal. Unplug it, leave it for 10 seconds. Yeah, It'll exactly. be loyal when you plug it back yeah. in, I promise. <laughs> Uh, but they had to remind him that the encryption was specifically made to not allow that sort of thing. Their motherboards had like a big fucking exit only sign soldered directly into them. And he had said, make them unhackable. And they said, even to you. And he said, especially to me. So this is exactly <laughs> what he wanted. I mean, it's you get what you pay for. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the renegade machines fuel requirements went up exponentially because the swarm kept growing growing so they used the biomass to build more machines and then those machines need biomass. so it just was going completely out of control uh most scientists at this point had figured that uh earth probably if they didn't stop the machine swarm had maybe a year and a half left uh before they could solve this problem because they're reproducing exponentially and there's only just so much blades of grass on the earth that they could eat right i mean yeah yeah. saying a year and a half left means like it was like a very low exponent too like if it's yeah if it's the exponent two which is the first integer for growth uh it's like it's over in a matter of days (laughs) like yeah a matter of days (laughs) like two four sixteen and they're like Okay. Oh, okay. Getting out of hand. Things are already out of control with the oh, yeah. killer robots. Yeah. Um, so Pharaoh reached out to his old colleague, Elizabeth Sobeck, and told her uh, of his mistakes. Uh, he asked for her help because obviously he still trusted her and he, he didn't fire her. She had resigned when he got into the military contracting shit. He promised to use his vast fortune to support anything she needed to stop the swarm. Uh, and that was now being called the Pharaoh Plague. Okay, very biblical. Yeah, yeah. it's also a kind of a shift from the man who saved the world. Yeah, I, I guess you could say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... the man who ate all the grass is not as catchy. No. <laughs> uh, she eventually she came to the conclusion that stopping the swarm would be impossible, and in secret devised Project Zero Dawn. Yeah. Uh, for- so the goal of the project was pretty simple. Shut down the swarm, no matter how long it takes, and then reseed the barren and sterile Earth with life. So she this is... Like, can't yeah. do it. Can't, can't fucking stop them, guys. <laughs> it, it is impossible. This, by the way, this is, this is totally spoilers. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> it, this, like, this is the coolest part of the game, I find. Like, to say we can't save the world, the world is dead. Now, what do we do about it to preserve humanity if every single person will die, every bit of biomass will be consumed? How do we rebuild the world afterwards? I think that's the... I hadn't heard that as like a as a pitch as before. A premise, in any, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so knowing full well the swarm could never be stopped, uh, she pre- prevent, presented excuse me, a fairly amoral plan to the U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff. Uh, the JCS, with the help of Pharaoh's money, implemented Operation Enduring Victory, uh, whose name was just a smokescreen for the huddled masses. It was totally, it was absolutely fake news, uh, more than anything. The U.S. military was tasked only with delaying the swarm 
as long as possible until Project <laughs> Zero Dawn could, could be completed. Yeah, Just, get in your diesel engines and enduring victory, brothers. We're yeah, going to yeah. beat these guys back. You know? rock, yeah. rock, flag, and eagle. Just, yeah. just, uh, <laughs> be, be, just be a meat wall for them, but uh, don't be fuel for them if you can. If you can prevent it, yeah. don't be fuel for them. <laughs> yeah. And that was uh, completely impossible, and the people behind Zero Dawn knew that, but they still sent the military. It's just like, hey, guys, we can beat them. Like, I don't think the soldiers that were part of Enduring Victory even knew that they had no chance of winning whatsoever because with every fallen soldier was just more fuel for more machines. Yeah, like like uh, Nagash and the, the undead in Warhammer lore. It's just like it, you, yes. you fall to a necromancer, you're raised as part of his army, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the military lasted 15 months. That's pretty good. All things it's considered. not bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in that time, Sobek and her team built Gaia, uh, which was an AI that would run multiple automated terraforming factories that would... Uh, uh, around the world that she could keep in operation for as long as possible until the swarm was stopped. They're automated because they figured that no human beings would still be alive whatsoever, so everything is AI-run at this point. Minerva was one of the sub-AIs installed within Gaia, whose job it was to just brute-force hack like swarm shutdown codes. So it was just <laughs> like, yeah, turn this fucking thing on, we don't care how long it takes. One, 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 one. Okay, uh, did that work? Nope. One 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 two. Nope. One 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 three. Like that was the purpose of Minerva. Yeah. Apparently, it took fifty years to get one shutdown code working. I mean, yeah, that's like realistic with today's encryption standards, right? Like, yeah. just like brute force does not work. The only way you get hacked is if your password is I don't know French fry French fry lover twenty two or something like that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke because I was trying to make a password and I made like the longest password ever with like eight numbers, French fry lover, and then a bunch of other stuff yeah. uh, signs. I mean, it, it, was, like, it was actually a legitimately secure password. It's just the fact that you had the words like French fry in there. You, you had like yeah. random strings of just garbage on either side of it, which was like really yeah. good. But because it had French fry, the password like gate was like, nope, too easy to guess. You're, yeah. you're, oh my insa God. you're yep. insane 18 digit uh, random random code and then french fry tossed in somewhere well they should have fucking told uh minerva that because she didn't try french fry at any point <laughs> <laughs> just just brute force hacking yeah. um other important sub ais for gaia were apollo which was intended to teach humans of the future the mistakes of the past which all of works all of these like sub ais also have like a real human scientist assigned to it too so yeah. like it, it kind of fits their personality it, it's, it's kind of cool how they did it they all have like a hologram modeled after a person yeah which, which is people, it's, yeah. it's like so you could interact with it sort of thing yeah um uh, another sub ai who is actually the villain of uh zero dawn is hades which is like a fail safe that is just like again this was a completely amoral plan that no one gave a flying fuck about they were just like It'll work eventually. Hades is just the reset button on the planet Earth, where it's just like, yeah, yeah if things don't work fast enough, uh, kill every single thing on the planet and start over. <laughs> the scientist who, who like was programming that would just listen to death metal in his place the whole time and just like, yeah. Mick Gordon on, on loop, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he was like a really weird scientist. But how do you, how do you like nuke everything and then restart? You know what I mean? Like, you kind of need... Yeah biomes to start unless you have like are they saying they have like a a live sample of bacteria that they're gonna seed into water and hope that it succeeds or like 
Yeah, so I have that coming up afterwards. Okay. Is like, well, whatever, we're on the subject now. The the bunkers in which they developed Gaia kept like genetic seeds for people from all around the world and different plants and animals and shit. So that's that is the reason that there's only four animals on the planet left is because it's just what they had left over. Okay. Yeah. And you do get to visit that in game and stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah, you do. You you go to like several of the bunkers and, and you see all yeah. the hologram conversations and shit. Um Hephaestus was the sub AI responsible for constructing the machines that we see terraforming uh the environment now. Uh because terraforming needs resources and those resources need to be collected. You need plants and you need rocks and you need minerals and you need metals. Um in game it is explained that Gaia's AI thought the animals of Earth's past were just fucking cool. And that's why <laughs> that's why the machines look like dinosaurs and mammoths and shit. Nice. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Tigers. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love I love that they built this whole game around the idea of how do we make a, a robotic T Rex make sense and find yeah. and they, they 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 ran away. They got such good ideas and they fucking ran away <laughs> with them. They got full touchdowns and then they got to the end, they're like Fuck, we never explained the T-Rexes. And it's like, yeah. uh, I don't know, the AI thinks they're cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like my favorite fucking thing where like Elizabeth is talking to the hologram representation of Gaia and she's just like, "Well, all this stuff is so interesting. What like what happened to these animals?" And she's like, "I don't fucking know. They all went extinct. Who cares?" So, but like now now you get to like hunt a robot T-Rex cuz yeah, yeah. yeah, like some AI had the brain of a toddler. And was just like thought dinosaurs were neat and dinosaurs ran with that. Are neat. You gotta admit, and yeah. told her subroutine Hephaestus to build them. What am I? And like you said earlier, like being a cave girl fighting like AI created dinosaurs. Like, what other game do you get to be that? Yeah, like, yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, one of, another series that James and I really like, the Malazan series by Steven Erickson, which is a series of, of fantasy books. Um, like the most intelligent race this like ancient race are called the kachain shamal and the kachain naruk who are just like super evolved dinosaurs because the meteor never came right and they just like they just like super evolved and they ended up wiping out each other via warfare too and so like none of them are left basically by the time the books roll around but it's just like they went for a completely different reason and then the end of the books it's uh all these kachain naruk who are like the slave people of the dinosaurs end up coming back and just like want to kill everything basically and you're just oh like oh well, this yeah. is good they communicate like if you smell something weird it's because they're communicating through like different scents it's coming out of their out of their fates and stuff yeah. and and there's like one guy who gets to ride one around and stuff too it's we, we could do wild. we could yeah. do an entire podcast on on malazan oh, yeah. like, for sure it's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the, one of my favorite like uses of like old tropes because again whoever like the team that put the writing together for Horizon is so good uh, because when the new humans because human life had been seeded by the Gaia terraforming initiative human life had been seeded back onto the earth they're like born in tubes and then like released into the wild and shit and then they form like their own societies when new humans began to hunt the machine animals Hephaestus began to perceive humanity as a threat. So he started to build aggressive, dangerous machines to kill humans, huh. which is just like the, it's the best use of the AI does not understand emotion <laughs> because Hephaestus is there to rebuild the planet. And then when it perceives a threat that are humans that are supposed to reinherit the Earth, it's just like, well, no, you can't have any of that shit. So that's, why, <laughs> that's why you get like the saber tooth cats with oh. guns on their backs is because people were hunting the deer. Oh, no, that's I how. I don't want humans to show up and see that their world is infested with humans. I better take care of these. 
<laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's happening like relatively close to when you're starting the game, right? Because I remember like them saying like, "Oh, the, those robots, some of them are starting to go go a little bit mad," kind of thing, right? Well, no. So the yeah. corruption is making them go crazy because oh. uh, the scarabs, the uh, the corruptors, basically the scarabs right. are you know coming are being like brought back to life by Hades. Right. Um, and then they are reprogramming the animal, the animal life to go b- ballistic. So the ones that have like the red shit on them are reprogrammed, whereas okay. the like the saber tooth cats that served, you know, no like recycling purpose because they just destroy and eat other machines um, yeah. are cr- were created by Hephaestus to defend machines against humans. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Dude, yeah. the lore is cool. The the combat's really fun too. Like, yeah, just sliding on one knee, like underneath a T Rex, and shooting him right in his underbelly, and like getting that yeah. that kill shot is like so satisfying. Or because being so a many of really the machines, player, or yeah. yeah, so many of the machines are built to just like collect and harvest material. That a lot of them have like fuel tanks just on their bodies yeah. because they'll like process and and recycle material and just like fucking store it. Hit them with a the blaze they, arrow, and they go right up. Yeah, dude, because they're just full of gasoline at this point. Yep. Human gas, yeah. baby. Pharaoh and uh, Elizabeth, uh, because they were important people, were saved from the swarm in bunkers, like I said. Uh, however, Pharaoh's mental health began to deteriorate because he, you know, ended the world. Um, yeah. Oh, poor baby. Needs a, needs a <laughs> mental health day, does he? Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we, we got one of those, like, Amazon coffins with a touchscreen in it. You can just yeah, yeah. T- t- chill on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, Guys. sure. Take a, take a personal day when we have... Yeah, yeah. Three weeks left on the planet. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. This this guy probably made his employees at the robot warehouse wear a diaper so they wouldn't go to the bathroom during their shift. And suddenly yeah. he's like, "Oh, it needs a mental health day? Fuck off, man!" You used to own Amazon. Now your robots ate all the Amazon forest. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, another digested the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, he managed to gain security clearance for the bunker that housed the Alphas, uh, which were the people who were in charge of maintaining Gaia and Zero Dawn for the rest of their natural lives. Uh, just big chested fucking dudes walking around, oh, like yeah. making yeah. eye contact with everyone really aggressively. Oh, F- fucking oh. Alphas. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, in a, like a true Sigma, um, Pharaoh deleted Apollo, fearing that the knowledge of robotics and everything that had led up to this point would doom humanity a second time after it was refreshed. Fair. So that's the reason nobody now knows anything. is because the Apollo archive had been deleted by Pharaoh prior to humanity being seated back to on To protect theory. his own ego, too. He didn't want it to be remembered in the future society. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got like, fucked, fucked up, up the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, he's like, I, someone might write a hit piece about me in 11,000 years, <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. can't have that happen. In <laughs> better new burn variety. <laughs> yeah. New <laughs> <laughs> New, new variety. New, new variety. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Horizon Zero accountability is basically what this is supposed to <laughs> This is what this ends up fucking being. I, I don't... I, like, I joked about that, but I really feel that's true. Like, he's got his own ego in mind when he deleted everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. He was also afraid that, like, oh, if people know how to build robots, then they're just going to build robots to kill everything ever, like, again, but... Yeah. I made a mistake. Was- Surely the best man in the future would make the exact same mistake that I did because I was perfect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Ted 2 Pharaoh 2 is going to make the same mistake again. Uh, there's going to be another one of me, uh, another one of me born. Um, so after deleting Apollo, uh, he called the conference because he still did pay for the fucking project. So he still does have like a connection to everybody. Um, he called the conference of all of the alphas within the bunker that they were working in. 
told him what he was doing, told him what he had done, and then used his kind of like stolen security clearance to vent the oxygen from the bunker, suffocating and killing all of the alphas. Everyone. Yeah. How he died is unknown. Uh, he likely died just in his per- personal bunker of old age or sickness or suicide at some point. We'll never know. Uh, and Elizabeth would also eventually die in her bunker, and how is also unknown, though she was last confirmed alive in 3066. Uh, this would be after the Pharaoh Plague had consumed all the biomass on the planet. Uh, she had added her genetics uh, to the human seeds that it would eventually be like bred and sent out onto the Earth. So she does kind of end up with a clone daughter of sorts eventually. Okay. Uh, so that is Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, I hope man. you liked it. As the there's like this one hollow deck where it's out as the like hordes and hordes of machines are coming and coming and they're shooting and for every one they take down there's three in the way and like they did such a good job of painting just the end of the world and uh, just by listening to this podcast like you already know what's happening but whenever you start the game you don't know the world's like completely ended before because since you're in a world how could it have completely ended so yeah what like about halfway through the game when they pull out that floor on you and you realize the the whole world I'm living in is a reproduction and like remnants of the previous world. It's just a uh, really cool sci-fi thing that I've never seen done before. And I really yeah, like it. It's, yeah. it's like one of the few things that you could almost call completely unique. Like there's yeah. there, it like pulls from various things, but, and I, I know we like make fun of like all the good stories have already been told and there's only whatever, but uh, Horizon Zero Dawn's like up there with like okay, that's like a really good combination of recognizable ideas in a like super new way. There, I mean, yeah, we we meme on it a lot. The idea that everything's been done already, but like, man, there's some fucking cool stories out there, and there's some continuing, like continuously cool stories out there. This one, yeah. uh, just the world building, and it's it's not similar in any way. And I'm sure I've recommended this on the podcast before, but the book Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Just like yeah, you have the the yeah. level of world building that went into that book, where you imagine this future and all of it seems completely plausible in like that that one in a million, one in a billion scenarios. Um, just super cool to to get these these kind of stories, and yeah. a, a lot of them exist for sure. Yeah. So I've been your host, Peter O'Donoghue. You can find my work at Lore Boys Podcast on Instagram. Uh, or at theloreboys.com, of course, uh, if you want to interact with us and suggest more things to us. Uh, jump in that Discord. The link is below on your podcast app uh, or at loreboys.com slash about. And uh, Jimbo, got anything uh, to shill? Uh, just get in the Discord. Uh, right now, I'm looking up Horizon Zero Dawn on Steam because I never really owned it. So <laughs> maybe I'll have to buy it again. And my favorite uh, daddy right at the beginning. What's his name again? Bran? Braun? Braun? Oh, uh, your 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 stepdad? Yeah, yeah, Alloy's stepdad. Ross. Oh yeah, Ross, dude. I, yeah, what a man. He's the Ross, best. Ross was my favorite of the boyfriends in uh, Date My Date My Dad or whatever it was called. Oh, uh, <laughs> we played Dating Simulator. Dad Dating Simulator. Yeah, we. we it's played, uh, Dream Daddies. Dream Daddies. Oh yes. That's it. Okay. Yeah, Dream yeah. I'm pretty sure Ross Daddies. was Ross was the big bear across the street. Uh, I'm pretty sure. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I related to- with him. He's like. Uh, He's like a husky man with a red beard who goes to the dog park all the time and enjoys grilling up meats. Yeah. Like, 
You're gonna Sign make some guy out there so fucking horny, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> and it might be me. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> speaking of Dream Daddies, we have streamed it before, and we did just recently, uh, as in a couple nights ago, uh, per recording. More more than a couple nights, but within a week uh, per release. Uh, we recorded a mailbag episode. It'll come out on the podcast stream at some point. If anybody wants to watch the VOD, it's up on Twitch. Will be for, I think, 14 days. And then I don't think we have enough people to follow us on Twitch or, or whatever to keep it up for longer than that. But we'll try and actually download it this time and save it somewhere in case somebody wants to see the VOD. Uh, maybe we can put it up on YouTube where it'll live forever. Uh, but it will be on this stream at some point. Uh, if you guys want to check out our Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash loreboys. We don't use it all that often. When we do, it's usually Jamie playing some cool-ass game and being a little Teletubby son up in the corner. Um, so you can check us out there. Uh, if you want to support us financially, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the lore boys, uh, where you can donate the uh, tier of your choice. We have a couple reasonable options and one super unreasonable option that only one person has ever pa- paid for, Terry the Mad Lad. Uh, but, but we love him for it, and we love everybody else for paying for every every tier that they've ever paid for. Now, um, before we get it, before we uh, close on uh, Patreon, we do have Loreboys Prime, of course, which we've had since for for way longer. We've always appreciated our people who send into Loreboys Prime, who are way more numerous than our patrons, to be honest, and we we love them much much more. The people we love the most are the people who are uh, patrons and also uh, mail in for our Loreboys Prime. This week, uh, we are collecting compost. We need to uh, power our uh, gay picnic. Uh, as you guys, as you guys know, takes a lot of juice. Takes a lot of juice to get a gay picnic going. You know what I mean? You need all Dude, every of, all... gay picnic I've gone to. I've consumed so much biomass. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we okay. So we need yeah. we need to get the lights going. We need to get the smoke machine going. You know, yeah. all all the, the the entire stage is lit up essentially for our gay picnic. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be fabulous. But we do need your guys' contributions. Uh, the gayer the compost, the better. So uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your chicken skins. No, thank you. Okay. Uh, no. I mean, I would love uh, like brunch items is great. If you guys got uh, brie, cottage brine, stuff like it. Cattle yeah. brine is very yeah. good for sure. Um, any, anything that you guys could think of to send us, just send us your compost. Just put it in the mail, write lore boys on it. <laughs> At this point, the mailman knows where to find us. <laughs> yeah. it, honestly, when they get a soggy letter, they usually know just to drop it off here. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Some of that completely destroyed open. fruit that sinks to the bottom of the sangria jug, send it over. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> exactly. Please. Yeah. Please. Uh, we're a big fan of sangria leftovers here at the Lord Boys, uh, Lord Boys headquarters. <laughs> uh, so yeah, send them over to, to Lord Boys, and we'll get you guys in return an invitation to our gay picnic. Of course, uh, it's yep. going to be the end of the world, so do dress for it. I guess is all, all we can yeah. say on, on that topic. We won't say how, but it will be. Uh, and I think that would constitute a Lord Boys. Lord Boys, Lord Boys. out. Out. <laughs> I googled. So wait, it. so Ethan, 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 Ethan. Yeah. Where does the phrase "raz your balls" come from? Thank because you for it, asking, Jamie. Is it shaving a friend? Shaving's a friend's balls. Shaving, or shaving a friend's balls. Just two bros shaving each other's nuts for for each other. Um, no, yeah. so I, I googled where does "razzing your balls" come from? I don't know how you guys would spell "razzing." I spelled it R A double Z I N G. Yeah, razzing your balls. Yeah, uh, Google said, "Did you mean where does raising your balls come from?" Which no, I didn't Google. Uh, but the first hit, the featured snippet, is uh, today I found out dot com where the expression "bust your balls" comes from. 
Uh, and then the only snippet on Google is, although the phrase usually accompanies laughter, it arose out of a truly painful yet common practice among beef cattle operators where they bust the bull's balls as a method of castration. Uh, which is unpleasant. Unpleasant to say the least. Doesn't sound friendly at all. With horse, pretty awful. With horses? <laughs> not very friendly. Not a very friendly ending to that. Uh, with horses, you tie an elastic band around them until they fall off, basically. Yeah. Uh, Just uh, like you do with your skin tags, right, boys? I have so I've many never, skin tags. I've never done I've, that, but it works. I've, ne- I've never removed a skin tag, but I have so many skin tags. I'm, I, am, I am laid low with skin tags from the east. Yeah. Uh, Urban Dictionary says, razzing, when someone says something stupid, you make fun of them for it, similar to roast. Yeah, that's, and and then the whole thing, it's kind of like busting your balls, just, I'm just razzing your balls, bro. You just kind of, it's a combination, it's a portmanteau. Yeah. When I look at Ethan, he's got so many skin tags, I think there's a sale at his dermatologist, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) you want skin cells? I got skin cells! Yeah. Toyota skin tag days. <laughs> my mic, one for my headset, one for my mouse. So the mic okay. is in the headset whenever I don't care about audio quality. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I will, All right, well, I'm ready to sound check when you guys are. We can get you a USB splitter for your birthday, maybe. That'd be Oh, that'll awesome. be your next one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that'd be actually pretty huge. That would change my life. Change, my daily life. <laughs> that would change my life. <laughs> it would. Like I have to unplug a USB thing every single day when, whenever I'm doing things. So You're right, that is hard. It would change my life. My name's Ethan and I want to get Jamie a dongle, a USB splitter dongle. Uh, my name's James and I'm gonna get um, a two to one splitter back just so uh I can make my life harder. Splitter back and your pussy and your crack? you <laughs> um my name is peter and actually to make jamie's life even harder i would like to have a usb hub a splitter that only feeds out to one kind of looped wire that just plugs into the other side of the splitter so every port is taken up by a wire that leads just to another port it's completely blocked <laughs> off thus eliminating usb ports from Re- his computer requires two usbs usb ins but it's only a single usb port out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah are you drinking tea Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Me? What is that? Yeah. This is wine. What is it? Whoa. Wine. It's, a, it's a rose. It look I think it's the wood 